Hello and welcome. My name is Megan Lucky and this is A Lucky Life. Come along with me as I try and get to know myself better and hopefully help you get to know yourself better too. Happy hot as hell Thursday everybody. Not sure if you guys are allowed to turn the AC on during the day or early June, but I am not. So you might see some sweat from me. I hope everybody had a good Memorial Day weekend. Um, I went to the beach. It was very lovely, kind of quiet and windy, but I still got some sun, obviously. If you're watching on YouTube, you can tell that I'm tanner than I normally am from the ghostly pale. That is my baseline. But yeah, let's get started. Episode 10. I feel like that's a pretty exciting number because it's the first double digit, so it kind of feels like a new chapter. Let's see what I need to know. Oh, oh, that's the death card. Big changes are happening in your life as it's the end of one period and the start of another. As one door closes, so another will open for you. I was literally just saying it feels like a new chapter. Look within and reflect on what you really want from life. For you have the chance to be free, leaving behind the things you don't need and moving forward. But don't let old habits, fears, and beliefs hold you back here. Release what you don't need, don't dwell on the past, and be in the moment. Transformation will follow. Taoists say, what to the caterpillar is the end of the world, to the master is a butterfly. This is a new beginning for you. Enjoy it and see its beauty rather than focusing on the sometimes difficult transformation. Crocoite, I don't know if I'm saying that right can smooth the rough seas of change and help you ride even the greatest and most uncomfortable of challenges. Scorpio suggests a need to dig deeper under the surface to find fulfillment. The crown chakra is your connection to the universe and all the possibilities that can exist for you. I'm actually really glad that I got this card. Not only is it a major arcana, which means it's, it's important and it means more than the other cards, but it's the death card. And the death card can be scary sometimes, but it's also really exciting. It's all about how you look at things. And that's something that I'm learning more and more about. Everything is perception-based and you are in control of your perception. The scary part is letting go. And a lot of us, me included, have trouble with attachment and wanting to be certain about everything. And that actually makes us less certain and more insecure about everything. And I'm reading about this in my book right now, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which I'll talk a little bit more about in a second. The thing is, things only leave your life and you release what you're supposed to release for a reason. It means letting go of something that is holding you back, whether it's conscious or subconsciously. So it may seem like the end of the world, whether you lost a job or ended a relationship or some sort of ending that feels like the end of the world like like the caterpillar in the cocoon who has no idea what's to come next is actually going to become a butterfly releasing things can put you on it and will put you on a completely different path whether it's one that you knew you were destined for or not like I said it's always going to be uncertain and the more comfortable you get with uncertainty the better you'll be able to Embrace what you do not know and be comfortable and confident in what you do know and moving forward and progressing into the beautiful butterfly that you are destined to be. And it might not look exactly how you pictured it, but it will be better and you will want it and you will have wanted it even if you haven't put the dots together yet. 
So I was reading The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck again. The next couple lines that I, I wrote down have kind of shaken up the way that I've thought about myself and my journey that I'm on right now and this podcast because as you guys know this podcast is about me finding myself and helping you find yourself right but listen to this line and I think it's really powerful okay the more something threatens your identity the more you will avoid it until we change how we view ourselves we cannot overcome our avoidance and anxiety we cannot change in this way, finding yourself can be dangerous. It can cement you in a strict role and saddle you with unnecessary expectations, close you off to inner potential and outer opportunities, and not knowing who you are is actually keeping you striving, discovering, and keeping you humble in your judgments and accepting of the differences in others. So isn't that something? I actually think that that's so powerful and I don't think it at all dismantles what I've been doing on this journey. I actually think it just helps give it a different perspective and a little bit of a different meaning. So instead of like finding myself and there being a goal that I, I'm inevitably going to reach, it's yet again showing me that it is about the journey and what you learn along the way that allows you to fulfill your highest dreams. The ones that are within yourself that you are finding, but you're not going to be ever set in one certain identity. Now that's, I think, where a lot of people get stuck. It's really important that I think we all re-examine what we're certain about or what we view to be true 100% about ourselves and others. So I'm still finding myself and I'm always going to be finding myself. There's no end goal. There's no point where I'm going to be done finding myself. I do think though that as long as you're not set in like, this is who I am, anything outside of this does not fit who I am, then you're okay. You can know things about yourself to be true, but also accept that you don't know everything and that something could change any given moment to open that identity right back up. So as long as you're not so strict and set on your identity that it's never gonna change and that this narrative you have for yourself is the only one that is going to be successful, then you're open to those new opportunities and narratives that could be even better than the one that you have in mind right now. So for me, this kind of ties back into nuance and allowing for multiple things to be true at once like me feeling like I need to be this person who serves, someone who helps people and like that's where I'm putting all my efforts right now and that's what feels right to me. However, you know, that might not always be the path that I'm on and that's okay. You know, I have to I have to be okay with knowing that I don't know everything yet. Like life is a continual journey that will show you new things as you go. And it doesn't make you uncool to not know. It actually makes you cooler. So, do you want to be cool? <laughs> oh, anyways, so ever since I've gotten back from Europe, I've been, like you guys know, trying new things, um, leaning into that uncertainty that we just mentioned, and learning about myself and trying to implement the new concepts and maintain the concepts and ideals that I found to be helpful for me while abroad. And it's definitely proven to be a transition. Um, you know, there are good days and bad days, but like I said last week, the bad days are better than they used to be. So I'm learning about myself and I'm 
like we just acknowledge I'm never going to be done learning about myself and I'm going to always allow for there to be things that I don't know. I'm never going to know it all, period. I'm never going to know it all about myself or the universe. So there's always things to learn and always room to grow, but it doesn't mean that I'm not getting closer to figuring out what it is that I'm meant for. And I'm always going to be getting closer to that, especially if I'm doing the things that feel right to me and that are aligned with all of the concepts that I've been learning and loving and pursuing. So in transitioning back home from Europe, I've tried to have a different system than I used to. Like I talked a couple weeks ago about how I'm going to the gym more and how that's part of my new routine but and how I'm starting my life coaching training and now that's part of my routine and I'm trying to piece it all together in a way that gives me energy and I'm setting myself up not for failure but for success. Whereas I, I think I said this last week, I never really thought I was a routine oriented person but finding a routine that works for me and I'm trying to do that now and I'm seeing that there are these tools that I can use like I'm making lists and I'm checking things off that I'm getting done in a day whereas in the past that method didn't really work for me and my therapist used to kind of be like okay well you're kind of setting yourself up to feel that shame because then when you don't finish you're going to look at it and see oh my god look at all these things I didn't do because that's how my mindset was back then whereas now I feel more comfortable strong and confident in knowing that I'm not going to get everything done every single day and that's okay but also I feel good seeing the things that I have done now and I'm focusing more on that than the negative the things that aren't there plus the things that are on the list are way more aligned with me than they the things that were on my list way back when so now that I have this new mindset around everything making a list and having a routine that I want to stick to is way easier for me so I'm actually enjoying it and I'm crossing these things off the list and I'm happy to like see what I did in a day and I don't feel nearly as bad as the X's or the blank spaces that I would have way back when one thing that I've been trying to implement for a while because I am a yoga teacher and I love yoga but for the longest time I couldn't get myself out of bed to like wake myself up with yoga immediately like during my yoga teacher training that was something that was highly encouraged in fact I think it was a requirement for us at a certain point to start our day for at least 30 days with yoga and meditation and I did like I would go through periods where I did it for like a week at a time and it was great and then I fell off the horse and then I would try again I fell off the horse try it a little different fall off the horse so that's something that I'm like if I love this so much why am I struggling so much getting it into my daily routine and again I think it was because I had a lot of shame around it and the whole like obligation thing didn't align with the way I communicate with myself, at least at that point. So it was harder for me to do it. But now that I'm looking at it from a point of self-love and growth, it's I'm starting to do it more and I'm starting to enjoy it more. Plus, because I'm learning in my NLP training about like the mind-body connection and how, again, and I've learned about that in yoga, like the mind and the body 
and the soul are all connected. So it's important to take care of the unit. You know what I mean? And the neurotransmitters that were once thought to only be in the brain are actually in our whole body. So essentially what that means, and this is the words that my program used to explain it, is that our the cells of our body are eavesdropping on our inner thoughts. So when you're saying like, this is so hard, I hate this, the body says, okay, we, we don't like this and we're not going to help or, you know, we're going to, in fact, try and get the body away from this, whatever it is, we're all working together to stay away from this thing that our mind says that we hate. And it works the same in reverse, where if it's the body, the mind is saying, I love this. This is so easy. I want to do more of this. The body is working towards getting towards that. So that like, it's kind of the law of attraction and manifestation. Like the more you think good thoughts, the more good things will come to you. It's really as simple as that. So when I've been waking up, not even intentionally, but now that I have awareness around it, I've started to do it more intentionally where I will get out of bed and I'll go to the yoga mat and I'll put on a video or I'll do my own thing and think to myself, wow, like this is really easy. It's not that hard to get up and spend 15 minutes. You don't even, you don't have to do an hour day one. You don't have to do 20 minutes day one. Do as, as much or as little as you want and just try and get in a good habit and see how you feel. See if you like it. Reinforce it with positive thoughts if it's something that you want to do. So I'm saying to myself, like, wow, this is so easy. And then the rest of the day, I'm like, wow, my body feels so great. I feel so awake and alert and happy and connected. I really think the yoga helped. I'm correlating that. And I'm saying, I want to do more of this. So now it's easier for me to get out of bed and do yoga and do the things that I want to do and not feel all this shame around those things. It's a lot easier and it works not just for yoga, but whatever you want more of in your life or a good habit that you want to continue, just focus on the good and, and repeat it in your mind and be like, wow, this is so easy. This is so good. I really enjoy this and just see what happens. Just see what happens. Just fuck around with it with me. <laughs> also, I think I used to struggle with feeling like the things I wanted to do were things that were being shamed to me, but I was like, oh, I know better because they make me feel good. So like maybe that activity doesn't work for that person, but it works good for me. And these things were typically numbing activities, which I didn't realize were numbing activities at the time, like drinking, scrolling, binging, food, TV. The trick to these activities that release stress for you or that just feel good for you is do those in moderation because you're, you're choosing to avoid the reality of what these things are really doing to you or how they're really making you feel outside of in the present moment if you're not consciously aware of how overdoing these habits aren't like bringing you closer to who you want to be. If you're not conscious of these things, it can 
hurt you and continue the, a cycle of self-sabotage. And so if you can't, you need to confront that. And the trick to cutting down on these numbing habits, if you know you feel stuck, you feel like you haven't been able to, they, they make you feel better, you feel depressed unless you're doing them. The trick is to take the shame out of it. You can do these things still, okay? Just try to do it more in moderation and break it down into baby steps. You can still use that crutch if you need the crutch and hold yourself to certain limits. Again, whether that's one hour of TV a day or five hours of TV a day, whatever your crutch is that you know internally deep down that you might need to start taking a look at or or trying to change if you want better for yourself. So in using these crutches, just hold yourself to those limits without using shame, but out of love and belief in yourself. You do deserve to give yourself a better life. You do deserve that. So you need to reframe how you think about yourself that makes you believe that you don't deserve a better life. Your life can be great or it can be shit, whatever you want to perceive. I definitely have been in a phase of life where there was a line of thinking for me that I was like, it's selfish and like narcissistic of me to think I deserve a better life because I already have a good life. That And that would mean that. Like those two things have to be mutually exclusive, right? No, they do not. You can have a good life and appreciate all the beautiful things in your life and still want different or more or better for you and still love the life you have. In fact, you're actually going to get to that place that you want to be way faster if you actually enjoy and love the life that you currently have. It's okay and it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you don't already have a good life and you're not grateful. You can be grateful and want more and believe that you deserve better because at the end of the day, we all deserve a good life, the life that we want. So if there's something in your head that's telling you, no, I don't believe I do deserve a good life or no, I don't believe such and such deserves a good life, I want you to double click on that. I want you to peel back those layers and see why you really feel that way and try to heal that part of yourself. Give that part of yourself attention because that's holding you back. At the end of the day, you can't get where you want if this is something that you truly believe certainly. So for this episode, I want you to take away the embracing of uncertainty and continue to focus on the good, be grateful, know that two things can be true at once and that your identity isn't set in stone. You may never find yourself the way that we thought we might, but that's okay. It's actually better to always be learning and growing and discovering new things about yourself because there's a beautiful world out there that wants to give and help us grow. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. I'm so excited for next week. Can't wait to see what is in store. Hello and welcome. My name is Megan Lucky and this is A Lucky Life. Come along with me as I try and get to know myself better and hopefully help you get to know yourself better too.